It's 27th February 2020 and I am surrounded by an overwhelming sense of complexity paired with traces of existential risk in the world today. There's a spread of a pandemic, potentially, a coronavirus that is taking over the world. And this is making me face my mortality very strongly. I'm being forced to face and take account for my life up to this point. I'm approaching 30 in a few months. And there is this sense that I have not lived with full zeal, that I have sort of wasted away my youth, my life thus far, and I've been living under delusion, sleepwalking through this existence. that I have either been mired in scarcity and struggle or a sense of nihilistic rage to the world which has made me very, very disenchanted with existence. And during these, these years, there has been pockets of existential struggle, but with tiny moments of oasis, which were excessive hedonism. escape through intoxication and media. And so I can look back on my life and feel that from when I was eight, Things started to change and they have moved from being 8 to 16, where I played and had a good time, but then there was a struggle of future. And then 17 to 21, where I was escaping reality and probably had a bout of depression, or maybe two. 
some form of addiction to media. And then 22 to 25, where it was a combination of excessive ambition for wealth paired with hedonistic escapism and intoxicants. And then a deep dark night of my soul from 2016 to 2019 or 2018, I would say two years at least. And I've managed to dig myself out of that. I have built some savings. which often have been lost by the world. Narratives and broken trust. I lost a huge chunk of my savings in the Brexit crash of the pound. And then trusting the media narrative of the India story in the Indian stock market. Another chunk of my savings and my family savings went to a relative who we loaned the money to and never returned. This is hard to take. This breaks my heart. It makes me feel like the world is not worth trusting at all. But I have tried that response as well. And that response does not work. Finding a response between the deconstructive reductionist skeptic living through my head and enchanted magical essentialist trusting and loving everything through my heart. These are two extreme ends and I have to find the middle way. A middle way where my heart and mind are integrated through my somatic felt sense. A way where I can navigate the complexity of life effectively. Without being overwhelmed by it. Without escaping it through a form of aversion, escapism, and also without escaping it through craving for an imagined future. Instead of feeling frustrated internally and getting locked up inside, maybe the response is to feel a solution. Maybe the response is 
to channel this energy to clarify. to clarify and see what is actually important. Where am I frustrated? And how can I move forward with that level of complexity? And I sense that there are three key areas of frustration the first one is my deep, deep, deep frustration with being stuck with how I'm living my life today. There's a sense that I'm trapped. There's a sense that I cannot influence the course of my life at all which is objectively not true because there's a sense of power which is blocked in this frustration. And this is showing up in all dimensions of my life. It's showing up in my, in my work where I have limited opportunities to contribute effectively outside my work scope. So I would like a venue where I can actually create and deliver value to others in the world without being controlled by my employer as a free man as a free economic agent and this is only possible through creating alternative income streams and by building monetizable skills So, in order to build an income stream, I need two things. I need skills that can be monetized, that are valuable, and can be packaged. And then I need to be able to monetize them, to be capturing them, which means I need customers, which means I need fans. The 1,000 fans. And then I need courage to courage and energy to experiment. And I need a buffer to take this risk. This buffer is capital and also your health capacity to take the risk and respond to the world. And so this is the first element of my life where I feel completely constrained and blocked. And this will only open up if I act on it, not if I sit through my life. It has to open up only when there is an action and following that, 
I'm also stuck in my in my fundamental income stream, right? So my fundamental income stream in my main job. And in order to unblock that, I'll have to think bigger than my role definition. And just start adding value. And then creating perception of the value and then capturing it. So there's the element of that. And then there's the element of actually systematically applying the principles that I would like to work with, right? And these are essentially two things. The first one is leadership. And the second one is entrepreneurship. Where I'm actually taking a problem, inventing it, solving it, scaling the solution. And so entrepreneurship, which is inventing, scaling, and managing a solution, a system, a process. So that is a big element of unblocking. And having done that, I can feel a huge amount of air going into my belly now because this was really a deep constraint deep into my psyche and moving on from that from this sense of security that can be captured by building income streams building a reputation and then the other one is around my existential survival which is savings which i have in multiple currencies land gold pounds dollars for about two years at least what is important is citizenship and ideally more than one right so if i can have one to two at least citizenships and a partnership a good partnership will also help so both people can provide support emotionally, spiritually to each other, help each other grow. And so from this survival element, let's move up to the heart. And there's a sense of being deeply, deeply constrained in the heart. And a lot of it is coming through not being able to express the heart as I would like. And not being able to open the heart. And the first element of this is expressing the heart. This means that living with Jesus in the moment. Because my mind often is living in the future. 
and which is fine. I have to ensure that my heart is living in the present, right? I need to find that balance of both being deeply, deeply rooted in the present and then also steering and planning for the future. And my body is sort of a combination of the past, which is stored in it, in its patterns and physiology and the present because it's always in the present. So there seems to be this continuum of time which is flowing through my body, which is coming from past to the present, my heart, which is always beating in the present and my mind, which is going from present to the future. And learning to steer and navigate the three centers with that sense of time is so, so important. And with that sense of time, I will be able to orient effectively. And what happens now is I'm always for the last, I think when I was a child, I was in the present, <laughs> maybe until eight. But since I was eight to now 30, I've been living through my mind, which is my pure future orientation. And my heart activation is helping me come into the present. And my body is clearing past to come to the present. So what's important is, is to do all three things, to clear the physiology, the shadow, the past. So it's easy to be in now in the present. And then mind and the body and the heart can work together to be in the present. And the mind can help you steer effectively into the future. And the heart can help you understand which part of the future is more correct for you. So having had a sense of that, we go back to the, the challenge of why my heart is constrained. My heart seems to be constrained because it doesn't seem to have enough opportunities to connect and express itself. Uh, and the opportunities to connect and express can only come if I allow my heart to open, right? They will not come if I'm hiding away, planning for the future in a room away from the world. And if you want to feel the heart, you have to risk the heart being broken, right? It's, it's the law. If you want to feel it. You have to risk it breaking. And I'm not a big fan of that. And I'm afraid of that. And that leads, leads me to steer away from it and then go back into my mind and escape into my mind. And that's been happening for more than 15 to 20 years. And, and that's just not sustainable. And as I face my mortality, I realize that I have not really lived my life in the now fully. And I've always been planning for the future. And I don't want to vilify that. And I think that is great. And I think it's because I have planned and lived into the future 
that I have been able to build whatever form of capital I have today, which may not be enough, but the skills that I have, the education, the career capital, the potential doors that have opened up for me, they've all opened up because my mind has been working very, very effectively in steering and navigating the complexities of the world. Now, what I would like is to be able to just open that and uh, to be able to pair that power of a very strong and beautiful mind with the experience of a living heart. And as I pair that experience of the heart, I will start connecting and my heart will start taking me to places and activities which I enjoy in a different way. Uh, the activities that I find myself very strongly connected with just in a very, very different way. And I can do that. I can, I can do that. And these activities, for instance, are the arts that I practice, the poetry that I read, the poetry that I write, the calligraphy. My my inner work, it's not something that is mental. It's it's very much heart based, my soul enlivening practice. My relationship. And that's the most heart element, right? And I have kept it so, so far apart for such a long time. And my body is, is calling to connect deeply. And I've been able to connect with nature. But I felt so... Starved and thirsty for a quality human connection. And I think part of it is a, a pattern that built up in my stage of inner deep dive in the last couple of years. But then a part of it has been sort of fear of being heartbroken. And then the other part is sort of this sense of risk aversion of not putting yourself out there in situations, in surroundings where you can have that heart connection, where new things can emerge, where new things can occur. So taking those heart risks, right? Heartfelt, heartfelt chances. Can we take them? Can we take a heartfelt chance to allow it to open? And applying that to my workspace, can I work with people I enjoy working with? 
am I surrounded by some people I'm friends with? Or am I Am I open to building community? Am I open to connecting? Am I ready to love? Am I ready to feel loved? And to feel rejected? and yet continue to love irrespective of any expectations. Yeah. There is a courage, there is a strength inside. And I want to live with more of my heart. I don't wanna live in a shell of my life I don't want to live a life that is completely abstracted through my mind. I want to be able to integrate the three centers. I want to be able to flow between the centers and not be stuck in one versus the other. And that is something I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. Am I working with people I am, or I admire? How much of my work is energizing me? How much of it makes me come alive? These are big questions and I can sense them. I can feel them. I can also feel that with this, I'm able to sense a little more of my body. My body is in a good shape. At least that's what I feel like. I have been practicing well. And I feel that I'm starting to find the, the key the keystone habits that resonate for me. And I have a sense that I have them. And they are free movement, self-massage with Kunye, the Taoist practices of
Jamjong and Qigong and the the Tai Chi practice and Tango and I miss Tango significantly I have paused it since the last few weeks I initially paused it because of my leg and then I paused it because I sensed that I was using that as a form of escape from realizing that I was not really connecting with people in any other way except through Tango and then I decided to stay away from it because of the whole coronavirus situation. And so I think there's an element of certain truths that were obscured have been fast forwarded. And this has forced me to look at my life more clearly. And it's very, very clear to me that there's an urgent, urgent need to think about connecting to a potential partner. There's an urgent need to living more fully and vibrantly in the now. along with the future and then rather than being frustrated or being cynical there is a need to find a way to be and channel that frustration and anger towards a vision an action plan and Experimenting on that vision today, I have a sense that the art of facilitation, the art of facilitating groups, the art of facilitating a learning process for someone, the art of transmitting mindfulness, these are all very dear to me. And I think I would continue with them because they have a possibility of freeness in terms of not being dependent on a company and a possibility of entrepreneurship and a possibility where I can apply both my receptivity, my creativity and my depth to a variety of people. I can travel with it. So I think there's a beautiful set of resonance in terms of the qualities that arise from there. So the fundamental vision of learning to teach and transmit and facilitate is powerful. And then it could be with respect to anything that I master 
So I think there's an element of teaching, facilitation, and coaching based on actually delivered results. and dynamic depth and this vision is a potential way to create a side income stream to complete my learning cycle of six and share and to combine my passions into a way to connect and to also serve humanity while giving myself a reason to go deeper into my art, understand better, distill it better. So this is definitely, this is definitely powerful. Now the next question is how do we pair that with other things within that vision within that container there could be a multitude of things that you could do right and then you can build a skill portfolio which could be communication introspection Creativity, invention, and many other skills. And then one can teach each of those qualities in both tactical, psychological, and spiritual and interpersonal dimensions of life. So I feel very comfortable with that vision that has arisen for me the thing that i wonder about now is is to ask this question where am i stuck where do i feel a sense of being held where is a sense of frustration arising I think this is making it super clear what's been missing in my life is not being living with enough zeal in the moment and not channeling my anger or frustration into productive action for the future. Rather than just being in a cynical loop. That's really powerful. 
But in order to move to this level of being, there is like table stakes. Like I can't jump into these dimensions of life until I tell myself, okay, you know, I'm going to deepen into my process by having a few habits that I do daily. Right? And these daily habits essentially are touching the centers, right? Connecting to the three centers. And then sensing into source. and expressing from source via the nine portals, which is the five senses, balance, movement, and thoughts of temperature. So as long as I can find a way to daily massage the three centers and my body, and then learn to go into the source, not just through the somatic sense, but through sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, balance, movement, thoughts, emotions. Until they become pure free energy flowing into and then out of the source. Until that occurs, can't be moving into that new level of being. So what's happening here is I can intuit and my mind can sense that there's a possibility of living at the next level of my capacity. And I'm unable to actualize it because I'm not built up enough physiological and heart capacity by actual daily practice, right? So finding that, that ability to access that daily practice and build those muscles is key. And once that happens, I will know where I'm stuck and then I can go into that as a portal and allow that to unfold and allow that space to emerge. Yeah, I think it's very clear to me.
the challenge has been not being able to translate these big ideas into a daily action. And whenever I do that, I'm again getting sidetracked by the new shiny object. Or not having enough flexibility in my systems to take for black swan events. So what we need is we need the ability to make fluid habits that survive black swan. and concrete steps on the vision, especially around tactical skills. Wow, this has ended up becoming a full-fledged inquiry. It started with the question, where am I stuck? Which is a beautiful question, a question that I will carry. And that seems to have unfolded onto this beautiful whiteboard, culminating in a sense of vision for anti-fragile fitness where I'm going to create a new income stream and then basic survival fitness in terms of savings that are diversified as citizenship and a network and partnership it also led towards the idea of building your reputation which is gonna support the vision facilitating activities it will it's also showing me that vision of sharing facilitating and coaching would jump across a bunch of different skills. So first element would be for me to build, refine, and have an embodied experience of those skills that are very high quality in order to be able to guide others into them. So that would be the side vision in terms of my main core career I'm attracted to with three key areas. One is thinking big, just finding ways to be creative, adding value, creating the perception and then capturing the value, conscious leadership and conscious entrepreneurship. And I think those are just deeply fundamental skills, right? And thinking big can be called as imagination, the art of imagination, the art of leadership and the art of entrepreneurship. And being able to pair them all together. To be able to find a vision, 
to be able to build, invent, create, and manage in service of that vision. And then to be able to lead people and direct their attention towards that vision. So it seems like everything is distilled down to envisioning, translating that vision to reality, and finding support on the mission. It seems like the skills that I'm building in my career will eventually allow me to independently work towards what I want to work towards, be that inside a company or outside, that wouldn't matter. Yeah. And all of this is being driven through the desire to be free internally and externally, to be able to do things in the way that makes sense logically to your mind, that feels right for your body, and that feels juicy for your heart. And objectively, I think I'm quite fortunate, at least in the last few months, I had a lot of autonomy to be able to come up with these solutions. Yes. So, okay. So that's a powerful summarization there. We have a vision. We have a way to train for that vision into the future in our current role. We have a set of specific skills that we're going to work towards in the current role and sort of just allow them to be learned. Just sense. You can't do a top-down planning, but just sense like, oh, how can I write better? Or how can I communicate better? How can I be creative in this instance? And as long as you're guided by the idea of contributing value and just learning and creating quality. So if you're embodying quality, and you're guided by compassionate contribution. This is inevitable. So it seems like what has happened is I have my beautiful, beautiful set of values, my diamond-like hexagon set of values which act as a compass, which have a guiding principle, which have a, a survival mechanism. And what is becoming hard is to be able to translate that down. I mean, I have that intent, but to be able to really translate it down in terms of more concrete actions, it's the lack of concreteness, which is sort of causing me to get a little blob. So I'm not able to connect embodying value, embodying quality with, say, mastering writing or communicating in a group. I need to be able to connect that. And I think that's what requires a little bit of work. 
Okay, well, what's good is there's a vision, and this vision is guiding me. So that's my mind, and then let's jump into the heart. To summarize the heart, more zeal, more risk-taking, more sensible risks, and just being in the right environment. Right, where you can take these sensible risks. You know, if you're able to take these sensible risks, then life is good. We'll see how these things eventually work out. There's so many ideas that emerge for me. But then what do I do about it? Nothing. I can do something about it. There's a permissionless leverage that I have. And that comes through by media. I can access that. I can scale it and I can send it to everyone. I can be permissionless about it. I think the capacity is sort of saying we would like a break. We've gone really deep. But I think one thing that is important to touch on is
the ability to play with a career. Where do you move to? And I think that in terms of a really pragmatic constraint on my life right now, I do not want to touch anything until I have my ILR. Right, and then we'll see what happens and where, they, where the universe wants to take me. But the ILR is in a few months, so until June, until July, no change. Okay. And then I'd say about 18 months to citizenship. And then maybe a change. Right? So, until July, no change. 18 months later, potentially, there is some change. Find a place where you learn the right things, right? And what's happening is right now I'm not learning the right thing, which is a problem. And I think I can change that by aligning back to the leadership principles. And if I'm challenged, I'm challenging back on on things based on leadership principles. And then moving from that, about I also seem to have possibilities of teaching, facilitating and coaching based on the delivered results. I think that there's no point of creating confusions because for the next 18 months, I'm not going to be switching countries. So that's the first constraint. Until I get my ILR, I'm just not going to be switching teams. right? So we have two constraints that I've placed into the system. And from those constraints, I can work around other things now. So with those two, how can I make the most of the time I have now? I think we have come to the end of the Q1, and that's okay. Uh, we have a quarter, and during this time, just see how things roll and align on things. 
pair that with division. I built skills in that direction. And see what happens. I think the really important element right now is the heart space and my relationship. because I don't want to be on the side of a situation where I have gotten older and I can't have access to quality and then that's not a state that I would like to be in. I would like to make sure that I have that. Okay, that's fine. So it is an important priority while I work towards the other vision. So I think there are two visions here. One is the broader vision of facilitating, teaching, coaching and sharing that knowledge which pairs with a vision of learning exploring and building quality and then there's a layer of connection in that and the kind of social environment in which this vision is is applied is an environment of loving family, beautiful, loving partner, kids, parents coming in and going, friends. That's the social environment. The physical environment has the sea, 